0: This is the Mess It Up Podcast, where we take your mess and turn it into a message. And now, here's Biker Chick and the Bowtie Guy. Welcome to the Mess It Up Podcast. I just discovered something new on my computer and was able to start the podcast in a completely different way. To me, it's exciting because I'm a nerd. To you, maybe not so much. Biker Chick, what do you think? Exciting, not exciting?
1: So exciting for you.
0: Thank you. Yeah. I happen to be the bow tie guy.
1: And I am the biker
0: tech. And uh, we like to do this podcast once a week called Mess It Up to take messes, turn them into messages. And so hopefully we find uh, that to be the case by the end of the next 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 minutes that we spend with you. Probably not 60, but no. we'll do something like Nowhere
1: that. Nowhere in that neck of the woods. Yeah.
0: Our word of the week this week, because we do have a word of the week, is itinerant. And uh I like the word itinerant because I have been an itinerant person in the past, but what itinerant means is uh, someone who travels from place to place, Uh, like uh, maybe doctors in small towns, you know, travel around and go. And sometimes teachers will be like, you're not, you know, permanently posted there. You just come in and teach and then move along after a couple weeks or whatever. So, um, itinerant uh, is that it's like on the itinerary, right? Love it when they blend together. Words, Good stuff. Cool. Yes. My friend Joshua is a word nerd. He accused me of being a nerd the other day. Like just Saturday, he accused me of that. And I was like, you know what, buddy? You're a word nerd too. And he had to admit that he was. So anyhow, I digress as usual. It's not what we're here for. What are we here for?
1: Why are we here? That's, <laughs> That's a, a good you know, question.
0: What, Wh- what are we Why doing? Where are we? Where's my mom? I don't know what's going on here. Uh, we're here to talk about some stuff. Uh, last week uh, on Show 68, we were talking a little bit about uh, sharing testimonies, and then that kind of led into a conversation about um, relationships that we had with people, and we brought up the idea of boundaries and of, of um, you know healing those wounds with people, and so I just kind of wanted to explore that a little bit more this week uh so let's do that for people and um how i would let people interact with me and how i would interact with people right and it it's one of those things to me that's so obvious but i just don't always do it but it's like it's like a real head slap like well of course put a boundary there and don't do that don't allow that person to treat you this way. Don't allow this person to value you at that rate. Don't allow this person to, to, you know, require such and such from you in order to maintain a relationship. Just, you know, just stop it. Uh, how did you get involved with, or not involved, but introduced to the idea of boundaries? Was it in a recovery setting or is it, um, different?
1: I think recovering in counseling in that, in that whole realm of things, Somewhere.
0: Did you, with your, cause you do education. I mean, you're, you're in the process of educating yourself and you've got so a lot say. of the, the college stuff. Was the counseling, did that coincide for you with recovery or were you interested in the counseling aspect before recovery or after you got a little bit more healthy?
1: As far as me personally wanting to go in, yeah. it, it was definitely after I was in recovery for a few years, um, I think I was in recovery for a year or so, and I started a secular program as far as education. And then I quit that after a couple of semesters because Jesus wasn't involved at the foundation. And so that's when I decided a few years later to do the biblical counseling route. But counseling has been a huge factor in my recovery. Mm-hmm. I saw a biblical counselor almost from day one when I got sober, started CR, started seeing my counselor and...
0: And just to be clear, when you say biblical counselor, you're not going for counseling on the Bible. They're using the Bible as a basis for their counseling and and emotional care for you. Yes. Yeah. Um, For me, I think the thing that really brought the idea of boundaries to the forefront was the book Boundaries by uh, Townsend and Cloud, uh, that... A lot of people have heard of If you haven't heard of it, if you haven't read it, great book. It's not difficult to read. You can get through it in a day or two, Uh, but it's got really, really good, solid information on there. But a lot of it is that head slapper stuff. Like, you know, when people are mistreating you, you don't have to take that. You don't have to accept a lower value from a person because that's what they've decided you're worth. You're worth like we've said in the past, you're worth one Jesus. So mm-hmm. you deserve more than, than this person who's mistreating you wants to give you. Um, I hear some people are talking in terms of boundaries and I get the impression that they don't necessarily understand what a healthy boundary is right. and the idea of, of how to use a boundary, how to set a boundary, what it looks like, and then how to approach it when that boundary you know, gets either breached or there's an attempt to breach the boundary. I think there's a lot of confusion for people on that. Have you seen people who don't you know, who claim, oh, I've got this boundary but you look at it, it's like, clearly we're operating on different definitions of boundaries.
1: Oh, for sure. (laughs) Paul's like, can you expand on that, please? Say more. Yeah, I think I'm guilty of it, personally. I'm like, you know, there's no way I'm going to let somebody treat me like this, but there are certain people who are in my life that are in different relationships that it's harder to kind of stand up for myself and say that this is a solid boundary and that I cower under. So it's easy to say, I'm going to throw this boundary out, but sometimes because that boundary has been breached or it's a new boundary that you're setting, I think that it's kind of harder to hold that as a solid line. Sometimes uh, I experience that in my family, my uh, not my immediate family now, not my husband and my children, but my extended family. Outside of that, that I've I've always been the one to just kind of shut up and scoop back in a couple different relationships, and so putting boundaries in situations like that is a long term process. So it's. I'm going to enforce this little boundary. That's not quite to this big boundary. And then, okay, that one over. Okay. Mm. I'm going to move it up a little bit closer to the boundary I want. And so that it's a work in progress setting firm boundaries. And not just one day waking up and going, I'm not going to tolerate that anymore. Yes. That's part of it saying, Hey, I need a boundary there, but now how do we install this boundary? How do we work for it?
0: Yeah. I think like so much with recovery, the, identification, the acknowledgement of it, the understanding of where it needs to be, of what, of what that either the wrong person or the wrong behavior or the wrong attitude or whatever it is to be able to identify that issue Mm -hmm. is critical first, because if you're, if you're misdiagnosing the issue, you're probably going to misplace the boundary as well. Right. Um, And, and it's a little bit similar, not the exact same thing, but just this last uh, week or so ago, I was. In a step study, and a person was talking about their character defect. We were we were looking at step five that they had just finished, and in step six, we you know, we talk about identifying character defects, and they were identifying a character defect. I was like, I don't think that's your character defect. Mm-hmm. I think that's a symptom of a deeper flaw that's causing that. And this, what you're pointing to is a symptom of, of what you're doing there. And that's a really easy thing to do. A lot of times we come into recovery and think, you know, my problem is drinking. No, that's how you express your problem. Mm -hmm. But the, the, the problem lies deeper than that. So if you just stop drinking, you're still going to have the problem. You're just going to mask it with something different. And I think the same way, if I don't identify the proper problem Coming up with a proper solution is going to be a whole lot more of just dumb luck and a crapshoot than actually thinking about it and working on it and coming up with something that's reasonable. And I think that's a two-person thing, at least. That's It's you and an accountability partner, a sponsor. Um, I'm thinking about the conversation that we had before uh, the show where you were talking about a friend who had an issue and they were trying to find a... Uh, a legitimate consequence mm-hmm. for this person right. and I was like coming up with all these things like you know you know chop off arms and I, know, and I was you know, like uh... pokers and eyeballs and right. the, you know it's just like okay no it has to be reasonable it has to fit and in order to do that you've got to understand what it is that you're trying to fix what's right. broken right what needs to be fixed now how can we fix it and setting up those healthy boundaries is really, really critical because it's it's difficult to say, all right, well, uh, you know, my family has you know been bad for me and they made me feel bad, so I'm just not going to talk to anybody in my family ever for the rest of my life. I don't think that's necessarily a healthy boundary. Now, if you're part of the Manson family, okay, maybe you cut them all out, but but you're leaving a huge gaping wound there that's going to want to be soothed in some way. And if we're already in recovery, we've shown ourselves a penchant for wanting to soothe in the wrong way. So why open up a big wound that you're not going to be able to soothe in the way that your knee-jerk reaction might be? So it's got to be healthy. It's got to be like, all right, what is it about this person? Is it always, you know, and and sometimes we need to take a break. Mm -hmm. You know, I need to take a break from my mom for a long time, you know, over a year before. And and you talked about having those breaks as well. Right. And I I guess it's just, it's, it's tricky to figure out on my own. Like you said, I don't see what's going on in my own life sometimes.
1: Right. And it's, the basis of community and relationship. You know, that's what God wants us in. He -hmm. wants us in relationships. He wants us in community. That's how we were designed. We weren't designed to fly this thing solo. And so I think that's, that's the power of recovery and, and a good, healthy support system is knowing that you have people to see things from a different perspective. And hopefully those people that you're allowing to speak into your life have a healthier perspective than you do. Or, um, or at least are on the same journey with you to where they're trying to see things from a different perspective and trying to be, um, a more open person on, on doing things the right way instead of the, the sick way. And I, I don't want to say things are right or wrong, but there's definitely a healthier Avenue to take versus, you know, Hey, I'm just going to go drink or drug or, you know, stab the person next to me or whatever it is, you know, there's, there's, and when you say one of the things that I thought of when you were talking about cutting people off is sometimes you have to just stop the bleeding though yes. sometimes you just have to you know your arm is halfway severed, yeah, you're and there's cut no off the reparation arm to save the body right, so you got to cut the arm off, put a tourniquet around it, some temporary sort of stoppage at that point to where you can get yourself in a healthier situation, get yourself not so in the pit per se and then you can start figuring out what healthy looks like. So stop the bleeding and then start worrying about wound care moving forward. Mm-hmm. But sometimes that that bleeding just has to stop.
0: Right. Yeah, yeah. Or or the whole organism dies. Right. Yeah, you have to right. do that triage. And that's really I just I can't stress enough the importance of the sponsor, the accountability partner, the mm-hmm. the, the group, like you said, the community um you know, I, you look at doctors and doctors typically don't treat their own family. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, they don't treat themselves because you miss things, you overlook things, you take things for granted. You, you say, Oh, this person's just, you know, they've always been faking before and they, so you overlook whatever it is. And so that outside source, and sometimes when I'm freaking out and I'm super hurt by somebody who's, who's mistreated me or I feel jilted in some way, whether it's right, wrong or indifferent, I emotional, and my sponsor loves me but they don't have that emotional attachment to the issue necessarily so they can look at it a little bit more rationally and tell me look buddy i get it but let's calm down just a little let's turn you know the fire down let the water stop boiling and then right. you know assess where we're at so it's it's really important to walk through this when you're setting boundaries i, I don't recommend that you set boundaries by yourself you know no. talk to someone that you trust and and hopefully that's, you have a sponsor in place that you can talk to or small group or, or pastor or, or, you know, whatever, but, you know, bounce those ideas off of people so you can see if you're going in a healthy direction.
1: Right. And definitely feel free to use the resources you have. You know, the the books are great Yeah, and being able to, you know, check out podcasts or, you know, articles online or whatever. I'm always very fond of, pulling in extra knowledge, you know, I am not an expert in boundaries. So I want to seek people who know a little bit more than me. And your accountability partner might not be very good at setting boundaries. You know, if you've got a partner who's very codependent, they might not be the one that you want to turn to for boundaries. But, you know, your sponsor might be a really good person but seek all the resources you can don't just rely on the closest things to you you know sometimes you got to work for those things that you really really need in your life
0: yeah yeah and and sometimes it's good to keep asking people until you hear a different opinion because if you just keep on asking and everyone gives you the same opinion it might be the right opinion but you might just be surrounding yourself by yes people so keep on going until you hear that dissenting opinion and then you can wait and say oh this is what it is and you can make a decision either the center is is off base, or maybe you need to reassess who your uh, your support group is. So, good stuff. Well, wow, we've uh, we pushed ourselves to the point where we, I want to take a look at the uh, uh, song of the week. We'll talk oh, about are that. Are
1: we there yet? We are I mean, already.
0: Yeah, but uh, I do want to come back and talk about uh, this a little bit more because there's a lot more meat in this issue. But right now we're going to listen to the song of the week, which is a new one. Well. It's a new single uh, from Lauren Daigle. This one is called Rescue. And uh, take a listen. Hope you enjoy it. We'll be back on the other side of the break to talk about it. And hopefully I won't start with the word so.
1: I will send out an army to find There is no distance, I cannot be covered over and over, you're not defenseless, I'll be your shelter, I'll be your armor, I hear
0: Miss Lauren Daigle does it again. She always just knocks me out with her stuff. And this did not uh, vary from her track record for me. I really like this one. I remember hearing it in the car with my wife the other day. I was like, I don't remember this song before. And I'm like, wow, this is a new one. Uh, what jumps out at you? Because there's something here, but I don't want to you know, steal the words before you get a chance. What what, what gets you on this song? Anything in particular you
1: oh my I just think it's one of those you know songs of hope kind of in in the midst of your your most hurting and most dark moments God is always seeking after you always going to be there always trying to pull you out of it but I think some of it is also your response to that you know as God is reaching for you you know are you reaching back sort of Mm -hmm. thing but I think it gives hope that even through the the most hurting times, God is there. Yeah. It,
0: you know, it's quite obviously appears to be a song, you know, from God to us. Mm -hmm. And the, I suppose it'd be the chorus gets me. I hear you whisper under your breath. I hear your SOS. And I have been there Mm -hmm. where I was too afraid to say the scary words. And it just kind of. You know, let it a tiny bit out, and it's true. He's been there to 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 lift me up, to absolutely pick me up, out of that, right? And to to protect me, to to soothe me, to to do it. And I, I love this this imagery of uh, I'll send an army to find you. You know, it's not just like look. When the light comes up, we'll make some phone calls. It's like look, army's coming out now. It's dark we're going and I'm not going to just send one guy with a flashlight. We're coming out mob style after you. We will find you. Right. You will not perish. We are going to, to rescue you. And I just think, ah, oh, how I need that sometime, you know, how I need that sometime. And, right. and, and he's been faithful in my life to, to do that and to live up to this promise. So I, I, I just think that song is spot on and, um, and is worthy. Yeah. And so are we. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: So uh, rolling back to the idea of boundary setting, Mm -hmm. what lets you know that there's a need for a boundary? What is there something where you're looking to say, okay, you know, I need to put in a new boundary here. Is there, are there some warning signs, some red flags, some things that come up in your life that you can say, okay, yeah, this is how I know I need a new boundary.
1: I think when your peace is disturbed. Oh, you know, I think when there's not necessarily just negative feelings, because we're going to have negative feelings, right? But when when something's disturbing to you... Sorry, I was momentarily blinded. Yeah. Um,
0: was it disturbing to
1: you? It was disturbing to me. But, like, once your peace is breached, you know, if, if someone's bringing uncomfortableness into your life, not in a way that's going to create growth in you, but something that's hindering you or making you stagger or making you uncomfortable or any of those things, anything that breaches your, your peace. I think there needs to be a boundary set there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, that's a really good benchmark for it that I hadn't really considered. Cause I was trying to look, all right, you know, if I'm, if I'm feeling angry about a person or whatever, but yeah, if, if the peace is disturbed, that lets me know somewhere inside, there's an intruder. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was thinking about that. That, you know, sometimes if, if I'm home alone and I don't realize that somebody's come home and then, you know, they, we meet in the hallway and, and it happens a lot of times. Um, I'll come home and my son doesn't realize I've come home and we meet coming around a corner and it, it scares me a you know, jump and, and, you know, that, that startling of when that boundary gets breached and what do you do? And so for me, I think, yeah, that's a good thing. With the when the peace is gone and there's there's not a calm, there's not the good even flow of stuff, then that's time to look and see what's going on. What why am I losing my peace? Why don't I feel this? And 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 to move those those things where we are. Right now I have a boundary in my house that we we don't want glass things up on the wall because I still feel like, you know, for the next few weeks we might still have Yeah, as Christina points to a a rack of
1: a wall full of glass that's been returned. Technically, technically,
0: technically, that's ceramic and it never came down.
1: I thought they were gone when I was here last
0: time. No, they. I well, maybe they. I don't know. They were. It might have been Bev. I'm like, they were gone. Yeah, I know. So, um, but that's you know the boundary that I have right now is like, look, I'm not I'm not comfortable with all this stuff going back up. The china cabinet's still on the ground. Um, until we get more earthquake ready, mm-hmm. and the you know semi imminent danger is is gone, um, with people it can be hard for me. Uh, some people it's really easy for me to say, okay, I'm just going to put up a boundary on this person just say, all right, I, I'm not going to, you know, I'll just talk to you on a, you know, when we have coffee or something. Uh, other people it's difficult to put up boundaries you know I think the closer a person gets to me the harder it is to try to confine them because they've already had this this space and, and like especially like a spouse it can be hard to put up boundaries there because sometimes a boundary can feel punitive when someone puts up a boundary for me it's like well what's wrong with me What? how come you're doing this to me and why now and then that gets my hackles up and I don't want to do that to people um And so that might cause me to either put up the wrong boundary or to not put it up. I'll just, I'll give them one more chance. You know, that codependent, you know, I'll just, this, this is the last time they're going out on a bender. So I'm going to look the other way and it won't happen again.
1: To me, I keep thinking of, it shows the healthiness of the relationship. If you're able to put up a boundary and communicate and discuss why that boundary is necessary and needed then that shows a very healthy relationship. Whereas if you are experiencing hesitancy or, you know, that gut feeling of dread of, oh, I don't want to put this boundary up. I know it's healthy for me, but uh, to me that shows there's a more unhealthy tendency in that relationship. Mm-hmm. And so that's just a bigger indicator of things overall. And another thing that I was thinking of as you were talking, there's a difference between boundaries and walls. Yes. Yes. You know, And I think for me, it's very easy for me to construct a wall. You know, I was going to make a political joke, but I'll refrain. Super
0: easier Um, to do that.
1: Yes. So I'll just cut them off, you know, big cement wall. You can't come through. I'm done. But that's not healthy. That's not, you might have to put that wall up until you can figure out
0: what to do. When you're putting up a wall, are you more apt to put up a wall that surrounds you or block that person into their own little wall?
1: I think it depends on the situation
0: I'm gonna to try to drop a cage on that person so that way I can cut them out of me and everybody else and punish them for whatever it is that I'm putting that wall up for I want them to feel it wow yeah wow it, yeah yeah and it's because I don't want to have to pay I don't want to cut everyone else out because of that so like you know oh you know Bob was doing this to me so I'm gonna put a wall around, and then I'm gonna go tell all of our friends you know what Bob was doing Bob was and I had to put a wall around him. And you might want to think about, you know, Bob and your relationship with Bob because Bob has turned out to be a real, you know, no good nick. So we gotta we gotta put this wall up for Bob. And that's that's my knee-jerk reaction because I don't really wanna change myself or anything. I just wanna eliminate that.
1: Then I'm gonna go with the other option because that's not me. Yeah. I think my my tendency is to block myself away from that person and say, okay, you're no longer healthy for me, go away, you know, and maybe put that block around my, my immediate family, my kids, my husband, you know, if you're not healthy for us, then just go. Um, because I have trust issues. I've got all kinds of issues. And once you breach that, it's very hard for me to come back from that, Mm -hmm. but I'm learning how to do it differently. I'm learning not to wall up, but I'm learning how to discuss things and put boundaries and also be more self-reflective on what are, what are my unrealistic, Unrealistic expectations of this person. Has the person actually done something wrong, or has my peace been breached because uh, my expectations are off? And so I think it's it's just a test of what what do I need to do moving forward? How to evaluate the situation and move forward?
0: And you said you're getting better at that. What are you? How are you growing in that? I mean, are you actively trying to improve your skills on that? Are you are you doing? I mean, or is it just with time and experience.
1: I think it's time and experience, but also I think it's valuing the person more than just their momentary actions. So I see a person as a human being, as somebody I care for, you know, in whatever relationship they're in, in my life or an acquaintance, somebody I know, you know, whatever it is, I I try to see their value as a human being versus their one-time action. You know, if it's, if it's something that they do that, is hurtful, but I don't think it was intentional, then I evaluate it differently. If it's something that I realize has become a pattern, mm-hmm. then I need to figure out how to confront that with the person and say, "Hey, you know, this isn't just me, this is you or this is us or whatever it is." So I think it's just evaluating, being self-aware. That's a big one. Is this me first of all? You know, do I need to put a boundary for myself in place and say, "Hey, your expectations wrong, or you're evaluating the situation from biased eyes or whatever it is. I think it takes just growth in a lot of different areas to be able to find out what healthy boundaries look like.
0: Right. And I think as you say that I'm I'm thinking about the, you know, putting a cage around (laughs) someone or around myself. And sometimes you can see, like I'm sure that a lot of us have had like that friend or maybe we are that friend for someone who just keeps on finding the wrong relationship. And it's like, okay, I could put a boundary around that person that you had the wrong relationship with, but then if you go and do the same person again and now it's so all you're doing is basically changing the Mm nameplate but it's the same thing at at some point then we need to get more of a boundary around ourselves right and 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 work on what it is there that's that's happening and that's why it's so important i think that we continue to work through our steps and we continue to go to meetings and we continue to talk because it's not a once and done forever Mm -mm. kind of a deal it's 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 not a magic pill or or you know just a a complete you know change it's a renewing. You know, Romans twelve two is that renewing of the mind. And, and we have to constantly, I have to constantly be renewed and keep working and keep looking and keep assessing those things. And I know that I, I had a friend this week say in my, one of my classes, we were talking about dealing with other people and, and, and getting um, you know, feedback from other people. But we also need to turn to God. And and this Absolutely. guy said, you know, if my car is broken, I take it to a mechanic. If my life is broken, I take it to the creator. The guy who made my life knows how to fix my life. And and if I don't go to that, you know, best source, I'm missing out on the best answer. Mm-hmm. You know, I can I can go to some crackpot who might know or might not know, but it's much better to go to the guy who made it and and God knows. Absolutely. God knows exactly what's going on. And just like in that song, Rescue, he he's willing. He's willing to go. He, he doesn't care what time it is. He, God doesn't keep an alarm clock, you know?
1: Well, and I think he, for me, he brings perspectives that I wouldn't see. Mm-hmm. You know, there's so many times that I'm... I'm nudged in a certain direction or a a thought comes to me that wasn't on my radar at all. And I know that that's God. I know that's, you know, the spirit in me showing things from a different, different angle. And without that input in my life, I would be lost in so many ways because he's just going to speak to me differently than you would Paul Mm -hmm. or, you know, anybody else around me because he knows all of my internal dialogue. He knows what I'm thinking. He knows, you know, all the, the directions I'm looking, the ones I'm not looking like he knows all of that. And so I can have a conversation with you and give you a third of what the true story is. And so you're going to give your perspective based on that, but God's going to be like, Hey, what about those other two thirds? I see those. Yeah. And, um, I'm grateful that he, communicates with me the way that he does, yeah. that he is constant in my direction and that's what I need.
0: Cause, cause I know what you've shared with me.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: God knows it all. Yep. You know, I know who you are or I know, I, 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 know who you are, but God knows you. Right. You know, it's not just, oh yeah, I've heard of that person. It's mm-hmm. like, yeah, let me tell you about my friend, Christina. She's my favorite. Right. Yeah. Awesome. Well, um, if uh, anything here that we've talked about uh, strikes a chord with you, we'd love to hear about it. We are on uh, Facebook. We'd love to get a conversation going on Facebook, on Instagram and Twitter. You can check us out there and uh, maybe throw your thoughts onto our uh, subreddit at Messed Up Ministries on the Reddit uh, site. You can also get a hold of us through email. I am the bowtie guy at MessedUpPodcast.com.
1: And I am Biker Chick at Mess it Up podcast.com.
0: I got confused in the middle of my email yeah, you address. Did. <laughs> and then uh, there's uh, uh, Uncle Dave, uh, Intern Dave, Suffering in the Islands for us there. Uh, and that is info at Mess it Up podcast.com. We'd love to have you uh, give us a rating on your favorite podcast serving app, uh, whether it's iTunes or. SoundCloud or TuneIn or whatever you happen to listen to, give us a rating on that. We appreciate that. We appreciate your reviews as well because uh, when we get reviews that gives more weight to the ratings. Uh, So uh, please tell us what you think. And if you're not pleased with the show, let us know that too because we want to make sure that it's something that's useful to more than just the two of us because otherwise we wouldn't have to push record. Exactly. And then you can also uh, support us financially through uh, being a patron. Uh, Our Patreon site is active and for as little as a dollar a month, you can become a patron of the podcast which just helps us out financially to pay the bills, keep the lights going and that can be found at messituppodcast.com. Click the little orange button that says become a patron, and we uh, we certainly appreciate all of that. Uh, I'm fixing to take a little bit of a, a, a journey. Um, as you listen to this today, I should be flying from Portland into Orange County, headed to Celebrate Recovery Summit, West Coast Summit. Looking forward to seeing a couple thousand of my forever family uh, that I haven't seen for a year and reconnecting. That should uh, be awesome. It's going to be fun. And this year, I'm taking a bunch of noobs to uh, Summit, everybody that's going with Uh, Bev and I um, it's their first time at Summit so uh, that's always fun to just watch the eyes and and the Christmas morning type feeling going on for that so excited about that can't wait to get back though and do another show which will be our 70th show I mean come on this is amazing we're just really rolling through these things a week at a time so um, I'm going to go have some fun on an airplane you guys have fun wherever you are Uh, turn around and say hi to someone if you want to and we will see you next time we mess it up